Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Ford.com. Coming to you live from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio. Oaklawn, Arkansas's only casino resort. Now, here's Justin Akri and Wes Moore on the Buzz Radio Network. 20% skill, 15% concentrated power of need his name up in lights, he just wants to be heard, whether it's the beat of the mic, he feels so unlike everybody else alone, in spite of the fact that some people still think that they know, but no, he knows the code, it's not about the salary, it's all about reality and making some noise, making a story, making sure his click stays up, that means when he puts it down, time's picking it up, let's go. He never really talks much Never concerned with status But still even in starstruck Humble through opportunities Given despite the fact That many misjudge him Cause he makes a living From writing rats Put it together himself Got a picture connect Never asking for someone's help But to get some respect He's only focused on what he wrote His will is beyond reach And now it all unfolds Skill of an artist 20% skill 80% fear Be 100% clear Cause Ryu was ill Who would've thought He'd be the one That set the West in flames And I heard him the Red White Report is brought to you by Big O Tires. With locations in Conway on Harkrider and in Cabot on Prospect Court. Big O Tires offers an endless selection of wheel and tire combinations. Big O Tires. They have everything you need to fit your budget and style. Well, I think that he's certainly getting better each week, and I think he will continue to. Obviously, his blocking uh, needs some work and, and some of his route running and things of that nature, but to have a freshman, uh, true freshman, as talented as him and for the things that he's doing uh, is, uh, is really incredible. Uh, it's hard, uh, especially that, you know, I coached tight end in 1996, tackle tight ends at, at Cincinnati. I thought it was the hardest position to coach because you have to know everything in the run game or the run game, everything in the pass game. And to play that position you have to be special. Uh, he's done an incredible job of getting to this point. I think he'll get better and better each week. And real quick, just kind of following up on the rocket question. That's a long that's a long sound bite. But anyway that is Coach Pittman talking about Luke Has, who has got a lot of potential to be the next great tight end at Arkansas. I've been saying this for weeks and I don't think he did anything to change anybody's mind in that regard last week with a couple of touchdown catches. He is a matchup problem. He may need to work on his blocking, but I don't care if he blocks any better or not because he can catch balls downfield. Hello. In this day and age, blocking valuable, always will be, but what he can do outside of the backfield is incredible. And doing that in Baton Rouge, I mean, it was his it was his statement game to say, hey, yeah, I'm the next. I'm, I'm DJ Williams and Hunter Henry, two of the greatest all-time tight ends that have ever played at the University of Arkansas. And Lucas now has a, I think, a decent opportunity to be up there in that Mount Rushmore. When we're doing the Mount Rushmores of tight ends yep. next summer, mm-hmm. he might already be on the list. You know what? Let's ask Quinn Grovey about that when he comes on. Sounds because good. you're right. He may be in the conversation. Hunter is certainly on there. DJ's definitely on there. I don't know who the third piece of the puzzle would be. Jodine Davenport? Jodine, maybe. Where are you? I don't know. Maybe Quinn had a great tight end back in the Wasn't day. Wasn't it uh, Jay- Who? Jason? He was a tight end in college, right? Jason Peters? Yeah. You're darn right he was. Uh, Good blocker. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't an elite pass catcher, but he did have some big big passes uh, caught downfield. He actually had a couple of big balls that caught, he caught downfield, surprisingly, for his size. Uh, obviously, he's bigger now than he was then, but he was still a very good-sized tight end, to say the least. I know we're missing somebody who's obvious, but we'll have to think about that. Quinn can help jog our memory. Let's bring him in. Uh, again, Razorbacks, early start. If you missed it, 11 o'clock. Our coverage starts at 7 a.m. Because I can't think of anybody I'd rather have breakfast with than David Basil and Trey Schaff. Milk on the table. Not in bed, but, you know, yeah. bre- breakfast. It's time to groove with Groovy with an all-time great Razorback quarterback. Takes it, cuts inside to the 10 to the 5. He'll score. Touchdown. 
Quinn Groby, showing the great athletic ability, did it his way. Current Razorback broadcast analyst Quinn Groby. Ruben with Groby is brought to you by Bell and Sward at 1011 Oak Street in Conway. From boots to suits, they have everything for the best dressed man. Now, let's groove. Mr. Grovey, welcome in. How are you? I'm doing good, man. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, good. Who else good. should be on the Mount Rushmore of tight ends at Arkansas? That could be a question of the day, Christian. What that you, should be a question of the day. Who are we missing? We got we got uh, the D- two sure things. DJ and Hunter. Who else? Yeah, I mean, we were called tight end you for a while, right? I mean, because of. The prowess of the tight ends, and a lot of it goes back to Hunter and DJ, but I'm trying to think, too, um, who added big-time value. I mean, you had a lot of guys that have stepped up. I mean, you got guys like Jeremy Sprinkle who uh, had, good, had good years, but when you talk about Mount Rushmore, I think you're probably looking at DJ and Hunter. Okay. I mean, I mean they both won the Mackey. I don't know if anybody else is up there. The two we, heads, the other two heads, haven't been made yet. Well, you do saying. like you do like a face of each one, and then you do like a, a pose of the whole, like a whole body on the other two spots. Maybe is what you do. They're the goalposts, right? You're just waiting to fill in the middle. You That's got right. your two staples on the edge. <laughs> now you're just waiting yeah. to, to put the the two people in the middle. Do you see that kind of potential for Has? Not to put too much on him already. Yeah, no, he he definitely has potential uh, there, and, and I love the fact that Sam is talking to him about all the things that he needs to improve on. Uh, when you're a freshman, being able to make an impact the way that he's doing it right now uh, is is really really big. It's it's significant. It's significant for KJ in regards to moving this offense in the right direction, which I think this offense is moving in the right direction. They had their be- best offensive output, in my opinion, against a very good football team on the road. I mean, he showed up. And, you know, you start bringing along Armstrong and, and Tesla. Uh, it just it just really starts to solidify what you're trying to do, uh, working across the middle of the field and making things happen with that. I mean, Arkansas is going to run a bunch of RPOs. And so, you know, Armstrong and Tesla are going to have their opportunities. But Haz is a guy that can be a matchup nightmare, as you talked about, uh, from that tight end position. And then when you get another tight end that can come in and be a receiving threat, uh, and then that's when I think you're going to see that, that 12 personnel package really take off. But right now, it's a lot of 11 because you got two wide receivers out there uh, and a tight end that's uh, really making a lot of plays and has. How did you like Tesla being slid into the slot and then, uh, you know, what they could put on the field? Uh, I mean, you know, him and Armstrong, to me, as long as they're out there, I know you're going to have a guy that's going to be a big body person that's going to fight for the football, that's going to be where they need where they need to be. So whether he's in the slot or the outside, or, or whatever. I, it really doesn't matter to me. I just know that you can count on it, and that's really the big thing. So you've got those two receivers you can count on. Still trying to find that third, and mm-hmm. you've got to find a third that is very explosive. And I think I'm not sure what's going on with uh, Satania with that um, because he has been very aggressive in the kick return game, but I'm not sure what's going on in, in the uh, on the offensive side of the ball because uh, he can be that guy that can stretch it. So they're looking for that third. If they can find that that speed guy, I think that's going to open up this offense even more. Quinn, there were some good moments on the on the defense, and you know we were excited about the D line going in, and really the the back ends had some good moments as well. But you know they gave up a couple of drives, and, and LSU is obviously talented. They made it look easy. Uh, Neighbors is really special, and, and his counterpart at receiver also pretty darn good. But um, that drive at the end of the first half, you know, a lot of people are talking about the end of the game, but I mean that drive at the end of the yeah. first half after you drive down and get some points was particularly disappointing. Yeah, that that I was I was worried about that. I was worried about that because if you go into that locker room, you know, you know, with a with that with that lead that you that you had, I mean. That that gives you a lot of confidence on the road, and you got to be really excited about it. You still went into the locker room with the lead, but for them to come down and score so fast in three plays, uh, you, you started going, uh oh, all right, okay, let's go to the locker room, let's regroup. They get the football back, and then they come back and do the same thing. And so we, the, the defense I thought was really really good. I thought they had Jaden Daniels confused. I, they, they were bringing heat. You know, Arkansas normally they'll bring four from, uh, from the defensive front, but then. I really hadn't seen them bring more than like a linebacker, like a fifth person. Sometimes it's a safety, but I mean, Poo Paul, 
uh, Thomas, those guys were coming. They were bringing five and six just about every time, and Daniels was throwing the ball in the dirt. I thought they had him off off rhythm mm-hmm. and was really good in the first half, but then, you know, right, that, 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 that drive before the half, and then the second half, they just were pretty much unstoppable. Um, as far as the running game goes, uh, you know, again, Rocket sounds like things are, are looking good. I mean, Coach didn't want to 100% confirm that he was going to play, but how much does that change your thinking on this game if Rocket's available and able to go at close to 100%? Well, I mean, anytime you got a guy that's led or been one of the top two running backs in the SEC running for the amount of yards that you, that he's running for, yeah, he's definitely going to help you. So that that would be great to get him back, but I like the fact that these other guys are really trying to step up. I thought Rashad DeBean took a huge step last mm-hmm. week with the way he was carrying the football. I thought he was very, very good in the run game. His vision, his, his ability to cut and find lanes, uh, running his track. So I feel good about that. I think, you know, hopefully you can get a, a healthier A.J. Green and then Dominique Johnson. But, of course, look, you, you've, got, you've got four guys in that running back room that are really, really good, and I think you've got to give Jimmy Smith a lot of credit for keeping them together. Mm-hmm. And they all want to do it for the team. So, um, yeah, getting Rocket back definitely helps you. Uh, I don't think you'll see him with double-digit carries, I don't think, unless he's really, really ready to go. Mm-hmm. But the big thing is is making sure that he's able to protect himself and uh, you know not, not get hurt further. Um, okay, so this game feels, uh, we've been talking about it this week, when this game feels very, very important for Arkansas. Again, you, you fall to BYU, a game that most people had you penciled in to win, and obviously you had plenty of chances if you didn't kind of shoot yourself in the foot repeatedly. You almost knock off a top-ranked LSU team and fall a little short. You've got two brutally difficult games coming up here on the road against an explosive Ole Miss team, and Alabama seems to be figuring things out a little bit as well, at least according to Ole Miss they were. Um, So this game feels very important for Arkansas, but again, if you're Jimbo Fisher and company, especially by Petrino, I'm sure he's got some extra motivation facing his former team. They can't really afford to lose this game either. I mean, this just feels like a really important game. Every game is important, obviously, but uh, for Arkansas to yep. get anywhere close to the preseason goals, you've got to get this one, right? Yeah, and these are, these are really more important because, I mean, what you said, I, I think you really feel like you should have won the BYU game. I think you feel like you should have won the LSU game. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, and I think that, that as a coaching staff, being able to go back and talk about those three or four or five plays that really made a difference – it's something that you really got to focus in on because, you know, there are times where you get blown out and you just don't even watch the film. But Arkansas did not play their best in those two games they lost, and they still had a chance to win the football game. And so, you know, I'm, I'm not in the moral victory camp right there, but you can get better in a loss. But at the end of the day, they, I, I know that Sam can take that, that film and go, hey, look, fellas. You know, this is a crit- critical component. This is a cr- critical critical part of the game. If we had done something different right here, that might have been able to change the outcome. So when when you've got your program at the point where you know those four or five uh, plays per game, or you know, with the amount of penalties that you're having from a focus standpoint, I mean, you reduce those and you you win some of those four or five plays, then you got a chance to win those football games. So. A lot of times when you're in that situation, you're like, man, there ain't really nothing we can do about it. But mm-hmm. there's a lot Arkansas can do about it. And I think that even though they're 2-2, two and two, they, they definitely believe that they should be 4-0. No doubt. Talking to Quinn Grovey on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline, if you're just tuning in. Um, KJ, again, he's a problem when he does what he does, which is run around and, and also when he's passing it accurately. The question is always, how long can he sustain this? Now, I liked a couple of the things he did, you know, in the last couple of weeks where he's running and getting yards and then he's getting down and, and he's, you know, even running out of bounds, which is something we didn't see early in his career. Can he sustain yep. this kind of performance, do you think? Because it's going to take Superman being Superman, I think, for them to win the number of games they want. Yeah, he's going to have to do it every week. I mean, there's no doubt about it. I mean, he's your leader on offense and everything runs through him. I mean, the passing game, the run game, everything runs through him. So, yeah, he, he he might as well get rested up every single Saturday because he is going to be tired afterwards. Mm-hmm. And if Arkansas is going to have success, it's going to be because of KJ and what he's doing offensively. So, yeah, it's a, it's a huge load. But when you have a quarterback with that type of experience, you give him a huge load. Mm-hmm. He can handle it. Yeah. And so I, I, I see him really seeing it as, 
you know, this is what I'm supposed to do and, and not really feeling the pressure. Let me ask you about a few other games in the SEC this weekend. LSU Ole Miss, chief among them. You saw LSU in person last week. You saw what Alabama was able to do to Ole Miss, holding them down. Obviously, it was in Tuscaloosa. Uh, Ole Miss at home against the Tigers this weekend. What do you think? I like LSU. Um, I, I, I didn't think I was going to say that, but when I saw I saw the, I think it was like two and a half uh, 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 point spread on, yep. on the road. And uh, I, I just think that LSU, they they know they dodged a bullet last week. Mm-hmm. They they know they dodged one, and so I think that they will have uh, the entire focus of of LSU will have their focus on Ole Miss. So I think they'll be ready to go, and I think they'll uh, I think they'll keep the train moving. South Carolina, you know, Loggins is doing a good job with Rattler. I mean, this is the best Spencer's looked in his career, and he's had some good moments before, but he's around seventy five percent passing. You know, they gave Georgia a little bit of a scare, at least for a half, and then they looked good last week. Um, they covered the number, but only barely um, in a, in a dogfight with Mississippi State. They're going to Tennessee this week. The question is, can they keep pace? Because you know Tennessee's going to put up some points. But I think this could be a pretty entertaining game. Yeah, I mean, Tennessee, you know, I picked Tennessee to win the East. And mm-hmm. so they're going to have to continue to, to, to make things happen. And, but losing to Florida really hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I expect them to be back on track. I mean, I think Josh Heupel is too good of a coach. I, you know, and, and Dallas has done a great job with, you know, Spencer Rattler and helping him come along. But I just think it's too much firepower over there uh, at Tennessee. And I think that they win that one easily. Uh, I'm not going to ask you about Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift, but I do want to ask about one other <laughs> off-field thing this week that is related to on-field. And, and I, I hate that it's even got to be addressed, but this is this has been going on for a long time. It's just that people are more accessible now through social media than they were before. But Coach Pittman's obviously made it a point to, you know, A, get away from social media himself, but also stick up for his players and, and talking in relation to mental health, which is a legitimate concern for a coach. It's hard enough to get guys ready to play when they're getting ridiculed by their own fan base. Um, you went yeah. through it, though. I mean, the question yeah. is, I mean, I guess the, the, the means of, of reaching out. Pat Bradley was telling us this week, he used to get letters in the mail. You guys suck. Yeah, and, again, right. the problem for him is he was in the program right after they won the national title. So, comparatively, they did suck. <laughs> Although they were pretty Sweet good. Sweet 16 not good enough. It isn't. That's I mean, right. that's the thing. Yeah, the bar was too high. But, but what did you go through with that? And then also, what, uh, what would you like to see happen with the kids and the coaches these days with, uh, with what's going on and the availability? Well, I mean, social media is just – taking it to a whole new level so it's really it playing now is, is like a whole nother day and age and, and you're right i mean back then i mean our fans were still as passionate uh as they are now but it was just a little bit harder you had to write letters i would have boxes of letters every single week from fans a lot of them were good the majority of them were good but there were some that were bad and that's what you i mean that's what's going to happen in any fan base and you know people are going to not always support what you have going on and and uh, may not like everything that that you're doing but you know i think when you start getting personal with people i mean that's one thing um you know social media also you can hide behind um you know that 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 title of sheep herder 127 mm-hmm. or whatever it is and you don't even have to put out you don't have to put your name on it and uh but it's 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 tough man the one thing i will say about that is I would never want the fan base of Arkansas to lose their passion. And when you love with passion, you love hard. And when you're mad with passion, I mean, you're you're mad about a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know if you're going to ever find a fan base that's going to 100% come together and hold hands and sing kumbaya for everything that people are doing at the university. Um, but it, it's just a part of it. I yeah. Mean, I just you want them to you want them to support you. You want them to like you. But, you know, when things turn on you a little bit, where people start getting personal with you, that, that bothers you a little bit. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, it's, it, it's tough, but it, that's what you sign up for. Yeah, you do, to some degree. I mean, you, you, you're willing to accept some of that. But my thing is, and I said this earlier in the week, if you, if you go after a coach or a player and you're talking about their physical appearance, not the job yep. they're doing on the field, you're a scumbag. Yep. And, frankly, your opinion doesn't yep. matter to me, and I would like to see coaches go block, block, block. Take personal shots, you're out. I mean, you want to criticize, fine. That's fair. That's yep. reasonable. Yep. He gets paid good money right. to take criticism. But you make it personal about his appearance or whatever else, I mean, get out of here. You're a loser. Yep. You know what? Get back under well, your rock. Anyway. And the, th- and the thing about Sam, too, man, is uh, you may not agree with every call or whatever. Uh, that's fine. Uh, but he's a guy that allows a lot of access. I mean, the stuff that they're doing on Hogs Plus, they, they understand that Razorback fans crave 
news and mm-hmm. behind the scenes information and it gets to the point too where I always say you can give people too much information sure. too. Yep. And so that's one thing that you always got to be thinking about. But Sam is thinking about how can I continue to engage this fan base and, mm-hmm. and, and let them be a part of it. Yeah, just, so he'll, he'll work through it. He'll work through it. Listen, if you're that kind of guy, just walk in the, in the bathroom in the morning and look yourself in the mirror and say, today, I'm not going to be a douche. Don't do that kind of stuff, people. You're just a bad person. All right, Chris, is real quick before we let you go. Uh, Chris has done a little research, our crack reporter over here. That's what I am. And, and I mean, like, he's a good reporter, not yeah, like he's yeah. on crack. Anyway, yeah. what did you find? All right, so names. Tell me if you agree or disagree for the tight end Mount Rushmore for the University of Arkansas. These were suggested and I've got some stats to back it up. So (laughs) on our Southern Structural Solutions text line, Texter writes in, Kirk Botkin, back in your playing days, Quinn. Kirk Botkin, the first all-SEC all-teamer in the tight end position in the University of Arkansas history. Does that qualify? What do you guys think? I'll go with whatever Quinn says. Quinn? Um, I mean, Kurt was great. I don't know if he's uh, to the level of, of Hunter and DJ. we got to fill I mean, two was... spots. They don't have to be equal. they just got to go up there. I mean, I don't think well, all four presidents okay. on all Mount right, Rushmore are equal me, either. Well, well, okay, well, then give me the rest all of right, them. Right, here, exactly. Okay, here's some quick numbers by, on Kurt. By the way, Coach Zimmerman backed me up on Jody Davenport. I just want to say that for the record. So the year he was named All-SEC, um, he caught 33 receptions for 257 yards and no touchdowns. So get out of here. Background you got to get some TDs, Kurt. Come on, baby. <laughs> he yeah. So okay, all right. How about some TDs? Jody Davenport, who was mentioned. Yep. 1999. I couldn't find his numbers. Okay. College. Best okay. season. 1999. 21 receptions, 277 yards. Not big, but 10.8 per reception, and five touchdowns. Yeah. He also averaged like six points a game and three rebounds for the basketball team. So you know I'll love me some Jody. All right. So he was one that was mentioned also on our Southern Structural Solutions text line. Here's one. I don't know if we mentioned this one earlier. Chris Gregg. Yes. Is that mentioned? That was me- uh-huh. that was mentioned to me. Uh-huh. Okay. That's a good one. All right. Chris Gregg on there. Yeah. You mentioned Jeremy Sprinkle, but hey, Gregg's numbers aren't too bad. He actually had 43 receptions yeah. for 581 yards in his best season 2011 when they went to the Cotton Bowl, which was third on the team in receptions. That's so salty. That's pretty good. That's a pretty good argument. Yeah. And he had three years in the NFL with the Buffalo Bills. Okay, yeah. so those are three, um, I thought, quality selections uh, and suggestions. Jody Davenport. And then someone said Blake Kern. What about Blake Kern with the touchdown in the Alabama yeah, game? I love Blake Kern, but come on now. Yeah, I know. So I was, one, come on. No. Can't go off that. But Greg Sprinkle, I think uh, I think Jody Davenport, though, if you're going to have your next tier after Hunter Henry and DJ Williams, I'd put Jody in there. Gotcha. For now. I mean, okay. we also have an exceptional one on, on campus up there that – Probably will statistically. I think has gonna have a real look have at a it. really good good shot of being up there. Yes, I don't want to put too much on them too early. It's early. Quinn, I appreciate you, and thanks to Bell and Sward. We will talk to you next week. Safe travels to Arlington, my friend. All right, fellas, talk to you next week. All right, sounds good. That is the uh, incomparable Quinn Grovey. Love number four. Appreciate him. I uh, love going to Cash Restaurant too. That's a place where you might bump into a guy like Quinn Grovey. He appreciates great food and great service. Uh, awesome for lunch. Fantastic for a nice dinner. You want to have kind of a casual meal, great. But if you want to have a nice romantic meal, that's a great spot to go. We had a guy call up yesterday. He says the best steak he ever had was down to cash, too. So uh, if you're looking for an event space, there aren't a million of them out there. So you better get on it soon, especially if you want to do something over the holidays. They've got a couple different rooms. They've got a 30-person room, the Bayou room, and they've also got upstairs. You can rent the entire upstairs for 150 comfortably. Inside, outside, comes with free valet parking, got security on site, awesome food, and it's locally owned. So if you've got a wedding event coming up, or you've got a corporate event coming up, or you want to book a holiday soiree, Cash Restaurant's here to help. Get on it, folks. 501-850-0265 or CashLittleRock.com, C-A-C-H-E, LittleRock.com. And again, a wide variety of sandwiches, wraps, pizzas, salads, all the way up to steaks and seafood in the evening time for Din Din. It is a great spot to go by and uh, catch or to get together for a gathering. It's 1129. We'll be back in a moment. We've got Dr. O'Malley from UAMS on the other side. Chris Kane, Justin Acri, and the wizard, Christian Weaver. We've got questions of the day posted on Twitter. Get on it. We are live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter as well. If you want to uh, look at us while we're making faces at each other. I wouldn't recommend it. Yeah, I mean, I can think of worse things, but I can think of a lot better things to do as well. But we'll be back in a moment. Los Angeles, India, lost on a train, your home for Dallas Cowboys football is 103.7 The Buzz. Presented by Beachwood Pinnacle Hotels. America's team on your fun and game station, 103.7 The Buzz. This 
Texas Sports Center. A blockbuster trade was completed in the NBA as Damian Willard was sent to the Bucks as part of a three-team deal with the Trailblazers, Bucks, and Suns. For Willard, the Trailblazers received Drew Holiday from the Bucks, DeAndre Ayton, and Tumani Kamara from the Suns, a 2029 unprotected first-round pick from the Bucks, and two pick swaps from the Bucks. The Suns received Yusuf Nurkic, Nasir Little, and Keon Johnson from the Trailblazers, and Grayson Allen from the Bucks. Willard, who has spent all 11 seasons of his career in Portland, now heads to Milwaukee. He's coming off a season where he averaged 32 points, 5 rebounds, and 7 assists on 46% from the field and 37% from 3 on 11 attempts per game. He joins Giannis Antetokounmpo, who averaged 31 points, 12 rebounds, and 6 assists last year. It's a deal that on paper works for all three teams. As Portland hits the reset button, Milwaukee gets Damian Willard, and Phoenix gets some much-needed depth. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. Chevrolet in Jacksonville is going beyond the competition to change your current vehicle situation with Guatney's exclusive loan and lease termination program. I need your current payment, your keys, and your signature. Call 501-982-2102 and say hasta la vista to your current ride and payment with the help of Guatney's loan and lease termination program. Regardless of your current financial situation, I swear I will approve everyone. Rates as low as 0% on new Chevrolets. Trade now and terminate your payments until 2024. Get to Guatney now. The loan and lease termination program is this month only at Guatney Chevrolet. 1301 TPY Drive in Jacksonville. Call 501-982-2102. GuatneyChevrolet.com. Chevrolet. Find new roads. All offers with approved credit. All voices are impersonators, but Guatney's the real thing. Shop Guatney Chevrolet once and you'll be back. It's the Can-Am Motorcycle Sales Event, now through September 30th at Bradford Marine and ATV statewide locations. Come check out the Can-Am Riker Motorcycle and discover performance and comfort when you hit the open road. Save thousands with in-store discounts and get financing as low as 1.99%. Fall riding season is here, so get the best prices of the year on your new Can-Am Riker Motorcycle from Bradford Marine and ATV. Visit BradfordMarine.com today. Non-trip models only. Always ride responsibly and safely. This is David Dunn with Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. Do you own or operate Max, Volvos, Freightliners, Kenworths, Peterbilts, or international trucks? We can offer you the same dealership level computer diagnostics with highly trained and professional mechanics without dealership wait times and cost. Whether you're a municipality, fleet, or small business with one truck, come see why our customers have made us the highest rated independent repair shop in Arkansas. Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. Take exit 7 on I-440 or call 568-2185. Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm Wes Moore. It's a great weekend to head to Oakline in Hot Springs. Well, every day at Oakline offers great entertainment from daily casino promotions in the 24-7 smoke-free casino to live entertainment every weekend and the newly opened Pops Lounge. The fun never stops at Oakline. Football season, of course, is back, and Oakland Sports is now accepting debit and credit cards through Play Plus. This makes it easier than ever to bet your favorite games on the Oakland Sports app. And come visit Oakland's newest family-friendly sports-themed experience, the Mainline Sports Bar. It's located in the Oakland Racing Grandstand, a great place to watch the games, bet on the games, and just hang out. And Headliner Entertainment is heating up at Oakland. Marcus King, October 27th. Blues Traveler, November 17th. Martina McBride, November 30th. Tom Segura, December 7th. It is Oakland. Tickets on sale, oakland.com. For me, the sun rises and sets for the zone. Yeah. Yeah. We know how you feel. Don't worry. The Zone with Justin Agri and Westmore in the Oakland Racing Casino Resort Studio is back. Wizards on fire this week. You've been waving your magic wand, sir. Good work. Um, we're going to get Dr. O'Malley on here in two shakes of a lamb's tail. Where'd that phrase come from? No idea. Hunter Henry. On it. Uh, we just put him on the Mount Rushmore of tight ends at Arkansas. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Um, he was asked this week, not about their game last week when they beat the Jets. Or their game this week. Where they play the Cowboys. they play the Cowboys. He, of course, like everyone else, is having to answer questions about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Yeah, there's a lot of good pub for tight ends right now, man. Uh, (laughs) That was a win for tight ends, for sure. Uh, 
got to give a shout out to him. Uh, big game too, uh, you know, getting a win in front of in front of her too. So uh, yeah, definitely uh, put put the tight ends on the map. By the way, Travis Kelsey has weighed in on the situation with Taylor Swift, and we will get to that in mere moments. He's got to walk the line carefully now because it's sort of like uh, a certain golf club around here. You're not really supposed to talk about it if you get the opportunity to step foot on the grounds. And I think with Kelsey, like you got to be very careful how much you give here because she's a very private person who lives a very public life. Yeah, you don't want to overstep your bounds, especially this early in, in the relationship. Well, how early is it, Chris? It depends who you ask. Apparently there have been several hangouts that have been in very much in private in the past, and hmm. now they've decided to out themselves. Yes, sir? I've never thought about it, but is this certain golf club kind of like Fight Club? Uh, I don't know. I've never seen a fight out there. Oh, Um, yeah, kind of. You're not supposed to take pictures. You're not supposed to really talk about it, at least if you want to. What is the purpose of this golf club? To play golf? For who, though? For people who are members and who have friends that are... How do you become members? You, well, first well, you of don't all, ask. you don't work in radio, first of all, number one. Um, let's start there, you know. Uh, you have to be very important. You have to be You have to be wealthy and connected, basically, is what it comes down to. But I will say that it's a fine facility. We got a chance to see it a couple of times as media members, so that's nice. I bet Doc O'Malley's got some colleagues that uh, are members out at this club that we don't talk about. He's joining us on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Doc, how are you? I'm great, guys. Okay, we won't talk about that with you, though. Okay, same good. Um, all right, let's talk about injuries, shall we? How are you? Are you been following this Kelsey thing? I mean, pretty exciting, huh? Your wife's got to be very, very excited about it. Uh, I guess. I try to just, I don't know. I'd rather worry more about the football oh. than who's dating who. Oh, my God. Are you the guy that doesn't watch the commercials during the Super Bowl, Doc? Come on, quit being such a purist. I do I do like the commercials during the Super Bowl. Okay. So, all right. I, I have one update on this. Uh Ticket sales for this Jets-Chiefs game, which is going to be an absolute blowout. Oh, yeah, because apparently she's talking about going to the game. Tripled in the last 24 hours. Yeah. Prices. Yeah, mm-hmm. on secondary market. Great. Yep. Great. So she's an economy. She is. Well, she, she is an economy. Let's be honest. She can play 15 snaps this week, and they're going to win. Someone did mention her height is 5'11", and I saw someone say, Mahomes needs slot receivers. Tell her to get out there. Yeah, well, I think yeah. he's doing just fine without her. Um, okay, Doc, let's talk about some injuries this week. Uh, Rocket, obviously, has been trying to work his way back in. And, you know, look, even at, I don't know, I don't want to be negative. I feel like we've been so negative around the program. But he didn't look like last year's Rocket to me the first couple of weeks. And then he gets dinged up. And maybe he was dinged up before that and was playing through it. But uh, sounds like all signs are pointing towards him being available this week, which is, is good for the Arkansas offense. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just one of those. It sounds like it's week to week. It's whenever he can get back to the form. Uh, it's probably some sort of knee contusion that he's dealing with. And as we've talked about before, those can be just extremely variable in how long they take to come back. Um, yeah, tip. I mean, so what's the rehab like for him? For him? What's he been doing, you think? He's been doing a lot of uh, – probably started out with the quad therapy, um, really working on strengthening the quad and the muscles around the knee um, and then really progress back into agility workouts and so that's the problem is when you try to get them back into doing those activities sometimes they're just it's hard for people and particularly on the contusion they just it's, it's a pain it's, it's it's the pain that they deal with so it takes them time to come back from it and everybody's different and not saying that he's a wuss or anything but something these, some of these contusions can be pretty bad, and they can hurt pretty pretty severely. So it's hard to be back to that level of playing football when you're dealing with this type of injury. What year of med school do they teach wuss? <laughs> Probably the fourth year. Okay. you got to make it a little further. Yeah, yeah. Do you ever have to tell people to kind of man up? Um, yes, but it's one of those, like, you, you've had enough information about their injury. Also, you know the player and know that some players just need to be told they need to man up. Right. Um, and so that's where being around the team enough. And so a lot of times my, my, what I do is I defer a lot to the trainers because the trainers are with them every day. Uh, and so my my way of telling – when I tell a player to man up, it's because the trainers are like, look, this kid just needs – or this, this guy needs somebody to tell him they just need to push through it and it's fine because mm-hmm. um, they're that type of player. And same thing if you look at like when, I, when I'm taking care of a team on the sidelines, I don't rush out there to – check on them because a lot of times the trainers will tell me if they need to come out there because most of the time they just need to go out and kind of hold the hand of the player and get them off the field. It's not like they need me to come out and take care of them. They just need some of these, these 
athletes can sometimes be a little dramatic. So. Yeah, and, and and look, I was going to say on the other side of the spectrum is, I mean, these guys are used to putting themselves through hell, I mean, for training and things like that. Right. With your average patients, though, I would think for them, I mean, look, rehab a lot of times is just very unpleasant. I mean, the stuff they've got to do to get through it and to get back on, you know, up to full strength, right? I mean, and I'm sure a lot of folks are wary of doing it because it doesn't feel particularly good, but it's obviously good for the long-term effect. Correct. And I, t- I tell my patients all the time that if my therapists aren't physical terrorists, then they're not doing a good enough job. Um, <laughs> they should be pushing them to the point that they're not happy, uh, but they're not in excruciating pain. So right. it's that fine line of pushing them enough where they're sore, but they're, but they're not in excruciating pain. And that's where a good therapist can really be nice with them, but also terrorize them at the same time. How easy is it to re-aggravate an injury like this? It, it, in, it all depends on the injury. If it's a like muscle or tendon, uh, muscle injury, it's actually very easy to re-aggravate it. It's like a bony contusion where it's just a bad bone bruise. A lot of times that's hard to re-injure unless you take the same type blow that caused it to begin with. So really it depends on where the injury is um, and how easy it is to, to re-aggravate it. Talking to Dr. O'Malley from UAMS Orthopedics. If you're just tuning in, let's move on to Aaron Rodgers, who apparently has been into the ayahuasca a little bit this week, who says, because uh, it's, it's funny for two reasons. First of all, I don't think he can come back from the injury this quickly. Maybe you do, and your opinion matters a lot more than mine. But also, I don't know what scenario he sees the Jets getting to the postseason without him playing quarterback for them, but okay. Uh, what, are the chances, <laughs> what are the chances in Week 17 that Aaron Rodgers finds his way back into a uniform? I put it less than five percent. Okay, so you're there is a, saying there's a chance. Yeah, I'm not going to say zero because they'll prove me wrong. I, I I said the Tiger Woods would never play golf again based off his accident. So I'm not going to say zero, but I would say it's uh, very unlikely. Okay, I would not bet. I would not be gambling on that. That. Um, return for him. All right. Well, there's a much better chance than 5% that Derek Carr will be back under center for the Saints in the not-too-distant future. AC joint sprains, we talk about these on a regular basis during the season. Uh, it lo- I, As soon as he went down because he had the body weight of the defender fall on him, I was like, uh-oh, that's a collarbone. Luckily, it's just this. So what is he dealing with? And it sounds like if you can handle the pain, you can play. But, you know, again, you may have to call him a wuss, Doc. But what, what, what's he dealing no. with right now? No, I mean they can they can hurt. I mean, but that's a bone bruise, right? An AC sprain mm. it can be a bone bruise too. So like they can hurt, um, but really it's the tolerance and how they can return. It's just throwing shoulder, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, and so that's the problem, right? My my quarterbacks when it's a non-throwing shoulder, they're playing. You can eject them and they can go back out like same same game without any problems. But the problem when you sprain an AC joint on a throwing shoulder is it irritates your rotator cuff um, below that AC joint, and so it's more it's more the mechanics of throwing a football well and being accurate. That's the hard part with returning. Even though the sprain's not a problem, it's how is the shoulder functioning around the sprain to be able to perform at the level that he needs to. Rehab rest. What's better? Uh, a combination of both. Okay. So you push them as you can, but if you need, you initially kind of rest them, but then depending on how they're doing, you can start pushing them. Is, is it inflammation? Can it be handled? Like, can he, you know, shoot up some Toradol and get to work or what? Yeah, so we can inject that joint. I've done it plenty of times on my football players where you inject actually into the AC joint on game day um, to allow them to play, um, but it's just a short term relief for them. But most of those athletes, most of those football players, they practice they just hurt some and so we're able to essentially numb that joint so they can go out and play um we do more often we see it like in our running backs and bbs and non non quarterbacks quarterbacks a little like i said more difficult because they need that rotator cuff to be able to throw a football well and so you're not injecting the rotator cuff you're just injecting that ac joint okay well i would rather have him throwing left-handed than some of the other guys that uh, are available although i I really was not down on Jameis last week he took a lot of abuse but I thought he did not play that badly last week, but obviously Carr being in there gives him a much better chance. And now they got a week to prepare. They can hopefully piece something together to beat Tampa without Carr because I'd like to have him be able to rest one more week. And if they get another week to plan with Taysom, and maybe they'll figure it out. Nobody cares about me anyway. Saints fans feel I, me. I like seeing Jameis warm up, though. I like Jameis' warm up. So. <laughs> he gets he gets he gets pretty excited. All right, let's talk about the Dallas O line, which they lost sixty percent of it last week, and it showed against the Cardinals. Although it doesn't really excuse their defensive performance, I didn't think, Doc. I mean, I'm watching Cardinal running backs just shred them and run through these holes and take off. I'm like they look faster than everybody on the Dallas defense. I know they just lost their best defensive back, but dear lord, so they got a hammy, an ankle, and an elbow. Walk into a bar, Doc. I mean, g- give me the uh, the rehab here for uh, I don't even want. To try to pronounce this dude's name, Biadish. Biadish. Oh, that's Biadish. That's how you pronounce it, huh? Uh, and then Martin and Edoga. So, what what are they looking at for hammy, ankle, and elbow? 
Yeah, so hamstring is just a tolerance um, return, so that's a muscle strain, right? Like that That's the, the injury where the problem with that is if you tear the muscle, you want to make sure it's healed enough you're not going to re-tear it, and that's the one that more likely you could re-tear if you go back too quickly. So I'll have to be rehabbing that, see how he does. They want him near 95, 100% before they put him back out there so he doesn't re-injure it. Elbow, uh, a lot of times with elbows, particularly on, our, on the line, we can brace those so those can get back pretty quickly. If you notice the offensive and defensive linemen and big elbow braces, so we can brace those most of the time and get them back so they normally don't miss a ton of time uh, with elbows, particularly on the line. And then it was his ankle was the last one, correct? Yes, sir. Yeah, and so ankle, ankle, ankle's the same thing as uh, just like the muscle strain. Chronic ankle sprains can be a problem. Um, most of the time, if they haven't said high ankle sprain, it means it's just one of the lower ankle uh, ligaments that are stretched out. And so it's ice it's uh, rest, it's compression, it's working on strengthening that ankle. It's really back to tolerance and maybe one week, maybe two or three weeks. It all depends on how slow, how much we can get that ankle uh, inflammation to calm down and then get, get him back out on the field. L- let me ask you this. All things being equal, what's harder for, uh, who has a harder time overcoming ankles? The big body guys that are pushing 300 pounds or the smaller guys who are having to cut and run and do all the different things even though they weigh 120 pounds less? Yeah, the yeah, the speed guys, um, because they don't like being taped up and really restricted. You can put um, one of the offensive linemen in a, in a kind of a big cleat that's going to give them stability, plus an ankle brace, tape them up. And they're even though they're a big guy, you can actually restrict their movement and they can still play pretty well. That um, skill position player needs the ability to really flex and move that ankle and roll it to be able to be efficient out there and they don't want to be immobilized and that's what you need to do to get them out faster and so normally it's the line that you can get back faster than your your still your skill guys okay I have one more question real quick i gotta go but um my son's school just purchased knee braces for all their offensive linemen are you in favor you think that should be required required equipment yep yeah i, I think so and the, the reason is that you get rolled up um so if you look at the data on it they're not the data doesn't say that it's going to keep them from tearing their MCL, for example. Um, but it's one of those when you have a player and you didn't have an embrace, he gets rolled up on it, he tears the MCL, you're like, well, if we just had an embrace, could we have prevented this athlete from being out or this, this lineman from being out? So I think it's helpful. They're expensive. So if your school has the ability to pay for them, I recommend them. But the data doesn't say you have to put them in. Gotcha. Okay, very good. Uh, appreciate you, Doc. UMS.health slash ortho. If you want to know more about uh, what they offer, they've got several locations around. You can call for same or next day app- appointments. 501-526-1046. Doc, thank you for the time. Talk to you in a couple weeks. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. All right, Dr. Lawrence O'Malley. Larry, if you want to be informal. Um, and he does not care about Kelsey and Swifty, but Kelsey does. Talked about it this week with his brother on their little podcast. We got to talk about it. Yeah, my personal life that's not so personal. Yeah, well, <laughs> I did this to myself, Jason. I know this. Well, Trav, um, how's it feel that uh, Taylor Swift has finally put you on the map? <laughs> I just thought it was awesome how everybody in the suite had nothing but great things to say about her. You know, the friends and family. She looked amazing. Everybody was talking about her in great light. And on top of that, the day went perfect for Chiefs fans, of course. We script it all, ladies and gentlemen. But um, <laughs> to see the slow motion chest bumps, to see the high fives with mom, to see how, you know, Chiefs Kingdom was all excited that she was there, that was absolutely hysterical. It was definitely a game I'll remember, that's for damn sure. And then we just slid off in the getaway car at the end. I mean, everybody's talking about it. Everyone, literally everyone. Even Bill Belichick, he hasn't Dude, talked much about me about outside that? of, you know, game weeks that we've played, but he made sure to remind me that that's the best catch I've ever had in my life. <laughs> Dude, that was a great line by Bill. Hilarious. And then you got Coach Reed telling everybody he's Cupid. He's been manifesting this the whole time. He's the one that set us up. Is there any truth to this? Ah, I don't, <laughs> I don't even know how to answer that. I know that he had met the Swift family before, so I don't know. He could have been uh, in the background the whole time. Dude, Coach Reed playing matchmaker? Who knew Cupid was so big? <laughs> Shout out to Taylor for coming through and seeing me rock the stage. Don't miss this trade day event at Zeddy's, sponsored by Home Team Heroes, on September 30th from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m., located at 146 West South Street in Benton. Don't miss out on this exciting opportunity to trade and collect with fellow collectors, September 30th from 11 to 7. Allow us to introduce ourselves. We are Big O Tires. However, we might as well go by Big O Tires, alignments, batteries, brakes, oil changes, suspensions, and free visual inspection upon arrival. 
because we do all that and more. But that name seems a little long, and it won't fit on our sign. Now at Big O Tires in Conway and Cabot, take $100 off select sets of tires. That's right. Save $100 right now off select sets of tires and get tires, service, and straight talk at Big O Tires. Fresh off their summer lineup of convertible sports cars, this Saturday night, Saracen is giving away the king of luxury pickups, Toyota's new Tundra Capstone from Trotter Toyota. The Tundra Capstone is the ultimate in luxurious trucks, and it can be yours just for playing your favorite games at Saracen Casino Resort. Only 40 minutes from Little Rock. Saracen is Little Rock's closest place to play and win. Saracen Casino Resort. Vegas, Arkansas style. Gambling problem? Call 800-522-4700. Adding the price of ribeyes per pound, the potatoes, salad, drinks, then the charcoal. What are you doing, Hope? And what's with the calculator? Oh, hey, Courtney. Trying to add up the cost of throwing a cookout. Why would you go through all of that when you could just go to the butcher shop instead? Wait, what? Now, that's a great idea because by the time I buy everything at the store, I could have just gone to the butcher shop instead and saved money. Not to mention all that messy cleanup you won't have to do now. So for your next gathering, let the butcher shop steakhouse do all the cooking on their huge charcoal grill. Roger Scott, I'm going to talk to you about Sigma Supply packaging products and how they think outside the box. Sigma Supply, the problem solvers. Now, they've been helping business owners for years with their waste audit analysis program. They're going to come in, they're going to analyze your packaging and shipping, and see if automation is what you need to cut costs. Call or text sales manager David Breitenberg with Sigma Supply, and you can schedule your waste audit analysis. Here's the number, 501-617-4600. Sigma Supply packaging products. If you're not using Sigma Supply, you got low-grade product, man. I'm Hunter Bell at Bell Chevrolet. We know the best part of being in Arkansas is the people. That's why we believe you're not just customers. You're our friends and family. We're determined to go above and beyond to help make things a little easier. And we put in the hours every day so we can take care of our families and you can take care of yours. We are here for you, Arkansas. Come help us make it even better at Bale. Shop Bale Chevrolet and BaleChevrolet.com today. Find new roads. Hi, neighbor. It's Garen with Shamrock Roofing. Come on down to the ribbon cutting Friday the 6th at the crossroads of Control and Contellus. We're offering free impact-resistant roof upgrades for the next 30 days. Shamrock Roofing, where one call does it all, or shamrockroofer.com. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Wes Moore. If you are paying over 8% interest on your auto loan, stop immediately and call True Service Community Federal Credit Union. They may be able to lower your rate and payment. They are saving an average of $2,500 in interest on auto loans. You can also improve or upgrade your home with a true service home equity loan. Get that new pool, new flooring, maybe a custom shower or a kitchen remodel. Get one of the lowest rates in the nation with a true service Visa Platinum card. They offer balanced transfers with no fees, no over limit fees, and no annual fee. True Service is a huge supporter of local small businesses, and it's simple to become a member. It's not like the old days where you had to be grandfathered in. True Service Community Federal Credit Union is the oldest credit union in Arkansas. Three locations in Little Rock by the Butcher Shop, in North Little Rock, it's JFK, and on the campus of Hendricks College. Apply online at trueservice.net. You're listening to The Zone with Justin Acri and Wes Moore in the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio on the Buzz Radio Network. You believe in superstitions? I, I always like to read the program front to back for whatever reason. Before the game, you know, by the end of the season, you know where every accountant for the Colts went to college. What right. were yours? Right. What, what was your uh, my superstition, superstition? was that I needed to have maybe a shot, a shot and a half before every game. Of? Tennessee. What you mean? Uh, I was thinking, yeah, yeah. Gatorade. Or Gatorade. Toradol. I don't know what Toradol. I was thinking. Hell no. <laughs> and, and, and there's a bar right there in the locker room in Seattle. Schneider and oh, Pete Carroll. Backpack. Got it. The backpack. Marshawn and Peyton. Classic stuff right there, baby. And I'm honestly... I'm kind of in both camps because like, I like to be prepared for the show, but I definitely want to do a shot of Hennessy before the show begins. I think it just makes things better, yeah, I'd like, generally. I'd like to be well-informed, but I want to play loose, you know what I mean? Just just one. Yeah, that's all you need. Yeah, it relaxes, eases the tension. Yes, yeah. I think so, too. Yeah. I mean, David Basil subscribes to that, too. You know all too well. Let's bring in Mayor Scott, who seems more like a Peyton guy than a Marshawn guy, as far as that goes. Mayor, Mayor, when you got a big event, you're not going up, and you're not going to hit a, hit a couple shots before you go up there, are you? I mean, that doesn't seem like an appropriate thing for Mayor to do. 
Not at all, not at all. But uh, I will tell you that it's 5 o'clock somewhere when you hit your shot of whiskey. <laughs> That's right. I'll tell you what, you get into radio, you can do whatever you want before the show. No one cares. Um, all right, look, okay, listen, I'm, this is not your fault. I just am shocked at this. So there is finally some addressing of this. The downtown master plan. We have never had one. I could not believe it. Now, obviously, there are a million things going on downtown right now with development and the, obviously the interstate and everything else, but finally getting to that point. So what what is what all goes into making a master plan, and why in the world have we not had one before now? Well, um, I can't attest to the past, uh, but we can attest to what's going on now in the present and the future, and it's past time that we have a true master plan that's not only a plan, but an actionable plan that mm-hmm. we put into action uh, for our downtown areas, you've already shared, uh, we have multi-million dollar projects, close to a billion dollars that are going all across downtown right now. And over the next year and a half to two years, you're going to see a massive change, uh, which really is creating a downtown resurgence. Um, so we're excited uh, through the advocacy of the downtown uh, Little Rock Partnership led under Gabe Holstrom, as well as uh, the city board directors and myself, that we've been able to fund a downtown master plan uh, close to a million dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's going to be led by a consultant by the name of Sasaki, uh, which is being led. Their lead consultant is a graduate of Little Rock Central High School. Uh, Daniel, and his last name escapes me. Um, but we're excited about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, putting that plan in action, we'll be naming the community members and moving forward, uh, not only to have a plan, but to make certain things get off the shelf and get done as we are seeing like I said, close to a billion dollars worth of work that's being done in downtown right now. Well, if you run out of ideas for the committee, I'm happy to help. I just want you to know. I'll throw my hat in the ring there. Uh, nice segue there on the, the Central High thing uh, with, the develop, with the developer being involved in that. Um, Monday was the 66th anniversary. We, there were a million school buses downtown um, as we were trying to get to the Touchdown Club, and I understand that was there was an event going on maybe at Robinson or something there. But, uh, but obviously very important, um, you know, part of Arkansas history to recognize and certainly for Little Rock history as well. Sure. As, you, as you're aware, uh, uh, 66 years ago, the Little Rock Nine walked and integrated the steps of Little Rock Central High School during the Central High Crisis uh, that changed not only Little Rock, Arkansas history, but American history when uh, we were able to equalize education and, and show that as a foundation that changed uh, the landscape and tested the Brown versus Board of Education law. Uh, and so we're very grateful because uh, we're able to have a diverse and more inclusive educational system and an equal educational system because of those nine teenagers who brave uh, those steps. And so each year we recognize, honor them, and have productive conversations to ensure that we don't repeat the past and that we push towards a, a brighter future. And so we hosted an event with all the senior classes of the Little Rock School District to ask them questions. And so uh, we had six of the nine that were there. There are eight that are still living. Mm-hmm. Um, Ernest Green uh, was not able to make it. He was first graduate. He was not able to make it uh, because he was getting a building dedicated after him at huh. Michigan State University, which became his alma mater. Uh, so very excited about that work and the way we were able to honor them. Well, that is great. All right, listen, i got 15 seconds left, but Randy Rainwater wants to know what's going on with road repair, especially on Cantrell. He's very concerned oh, about my it. Goodness. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, but, uh, I, number one, the city of Little Rock does not control the road repair on Cantor. Cantor is Highway 10. Right. Uh, that's the Arkansas Department of Transportation's uh, purview. We work collaboratively with them, and I will tell you they're doing a lot of work on uh, Cantor area, particularly as it relates to uh, the 430 Cantor area and what's going to be a, a, what you've already seen as far as the single-point unit interchange, and there's going to be more work to be done, more construction. All right, there you go, Randy. I squeezed it in for you. Happy? You know, Randy used to live in Cabot. Now he's living down here. Or Cersei, excuse me. Now he's living down here, and uh, he's uh, he's just he's got to complain. I'm sure he's complaining about the roads in Cersei when he lived over there, too. Mayor, we got to run. <laughs> I appreciate you. We'll talk to you again soon. Talk to you soon, 